This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. We're getting you set here for the final game on day number one, as it is Team Black taking on Team Yellow in the Low Vision and Development Division game. For this game, I'm going to have my buddy Fast Eddie Parento joining me in the booth to provide color commentary. Eddie's just getting himself all set. And we'll remind folks that you can connect with us on Twitter by tweeting me at bro behind the mic. Of course, you can connect with Mike Ross on Twitter at AMI Rossi. And make sure you give a tweet to at AMI Audio as well. They've had a ton of great tweets coming out, great pictures. You can connect with us through social media. Let us know who you're cheering on, where you're watching from, and we'll get to a few shout-outs throughout this game here. It's Team Black getting set to take on Team Yellow. Starting goaltenders in this one for Team Yellow. It's going to be Blaine Dutra who gets the start. And for Team Black, Justin Wack. A new person's at the tournament. I don't think I've ever seen Justin play before. Well, Ed, as we welcome you into the broadcast here, that's the voice of longtime blind hockey commentator, Fast Eddie Parento. And, yeah, Ed, Justin made his debut in the Child and Youth Division game. He played pretty well in that game, making a number of big stops. So oh. it's exciting to see him here this afternoon. Yeah, I think Blaine Dutcher also was in that game. Uh, yes, he so was. So a couple guys doing some double duty this afternoon. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, kind of an interesting uh, division here. Um, for me, it's almost like Sunday morning because a lot of ice owls along here and some other people that I'm not familiar with or other names names that I've known, but I'm kind of surprised that they're in this division for whatever reason. But we'll see how this all works out. And uh, I don't want Randy Nelson is not playing today. He's uh, sustained an injury and uh, um, will probably not play the, uh, the whole weekend. Well, a loss there for Team Black as we're underway here in the low vision and development division game. So a bit of breaking news there from Ed Parento is Randy Nelson sustaining an injury. He's a scratch in this game and we'll have to keep an eye whether he returns for the weekend. Couple of scratches for Team Black in this one as their backup goaltender Francis Minella also not available for action here. So Team Black tried to defend off the early possession from Team Yellow as the puck comes out to center ice and it'll be Team Black Samuel Lamontagne that brings it in. Lamontagne tries to pass it off to Proven. Amanda Proven who had a great tournament here last year. Great to uh, see her back there. Member of the Toronto Ice Owls. Yep, I remember, I, I'm surprised she's actually in this division. She's quite the little hockey player. Yeah, she was a real breakout last year here at the tournament, and I think she's really improved her game all season with the Ice Owls, but she'll be in the low vision and development division here this year at the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. Puck comes out of the Team Black zone. And at center ice where Karen Rousseau digs away for it. Rousseau backhands it into the zone. Nice work. And it's corralled by Team Yellow's Dave Poivin. Po Dave Poivin. Uh, Poivin, thank yes. you. Yeah, Dave was uh, an ice owl when I was playing back in the 80s. And then he actually went away for a little while. I think he played in the around 2000 or whatever, maybe a little after that. 
Went away for a bit to do some skidooing and then came back. The guys just kept bugging him and he came back as his first tournament. But what's significant for Dave was he wore the C in 1987 mm. when the Ice Owls were, went to the former Soviet Union. Yes, now you've talked about that trip a little bit in the past and it's been pretty interesting to hear you talk about that and then watch where the growth of the game has gone since. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's, it's incredible. But, you know, I'm glad, like we, I've said before last year, I'm glad this division is, is being, uh, you know, being played here because, and one of the players on Team Yellow, I believe, Megan McHugh, mm -hmm. uh, was instrumental in getting, this, this, getting them to uh, form this division because, like she said, um, you know, she's a little bit older. She can't quite keep up with some of the younger skaters, but she still wanted to be a part of this tournament. So this is how that division was born, and I personally am really glad that it, it's, you know, it's come to fruition because uh, when I joined the Ice Owls, participation was really what it was all about. Mm. But hockey's, blind hockey's definitely come a long way. We've got an injured player on the ice right now. That's number 61 of Team Black, Nathan Tree. And we've been curious to see what he'd bring because he's... The lone representative from overseas. He hails from Oxford, England. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how, number one, he heard about the tournament. Mm -hmm. And then um, he, I guess he contacted Matt and Gary, whoever, and, the, you know, Canadian Blind Hockey. And uh, don't know anything about him. Don't know how old he is or, how, you know, if he has uh, any vision whatsoever. Um, He's wearing a white helmet. So. Okay. That, uh, and you know what, let's touch on that because we really haven't gotten into that today. The distinction in terms of the helmet colors on the ice and what they mean. Okay. The difference between the white and the black helmets. Yeah. You know what, you kind of caught me off. I've got to be honest, <laughs> you caught me off guard. I think, uh, I, I, uh, boy, I'd have to, I'm going to have to do some research on this because um, I think B1s or are they black or whatever? I'm, I'm yeah, I believe you're right. I'm just flipping through the program here to see. Um, um, doesn't look like it's listed, but I think you're right. The Okay, if you go... Well, no, sorry. The white helmets are the B1s, I believe. Okay, so all right. And then the, B, the B2s and B3s will be wearing black? Yes, correct. Oh, okay. And again, that's just the distinction between the varying degrees of vision on yes, the ice yeah, between right. the participants. Yeah, you caught me on that one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I thought you were all ready to go here. Uh, I yeah, asked well, you before we went. I guess not. <laughs> but, uh, oh, no, you're doing a great job as always. And you know, it's funny, I was uh, mentioning to some people at work as this puck just goes across the line offside that I was calling this tournament this weekend and uh, one of the executives said, oh, no kidding, that sounds really interesting. Are any of your fellow commentators visually impaired. I said, actually, yes, you've got to come out and witness this. I do work with a guy named Fast Eddie Parento, <laughs> oh, man. And, and he's incredible. So personally, I'm really happy to have you here once again. Well, you know what? I wasn't sure I was going to be here, but uh, I found out last, last Sunday. It's kind of like, uh, you're doing these four games, right? I'm like, <laughs> I guess I am. <laughs> well, Team Yellow gained possession off the faceoff. They dump it into the zone as Brian McLean gets it in deep. And Dominic LaRue there for Team Black, rips it around the far side boards. Digging away for it. Amanda Proven can't clear the zone, though they do get it to the blue line, and now Proven takes it out for Team Black. Proven all the way in here. She's got some room to skate, makes the pass to the near side just out of the reach of La Montagna. 
You hear the buzzer for the clean pass as La Montagna brings it all the way behind the goal. Shot right on, that's swept away by the goaltender and there goes wide on the second chance as Dutcher was doing the snow angel there to try keep that one out. <laughs> Learning from Mario, is he? Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> taking that same style, yes, very yeah. much so. Hey, if it works for him, why not? On Mario, of course, backstopping his team to a big win there in the previous Open Division game, yeah. a 4-2 win for Team Gold over Team Red. Amanda Proven brings it out here for Team Black. Makes the pass near side to La Montagna. Goes over to Proven at the far side. Hash marks, lets the shot fly, and she scores! Team Black take a 1-0 lead as Amanda Proven gets them on the board. Yeah, she's, like I said earlier, a really good little player. And uh, I'm surprised that she is not in the open division, actually. I'm, I don't know how much vision she has, but she knows her way around out there, and I think... Uh, you know, this year may be her one and only year in this division. She, be, she may move up next year. But um, she's made the trip a few times from Sudbury to come down and play for the Ice Owls. That's a long ride. I mean... <laughs> you know, it's, it's actually a really good point that you mentioned because while a number of players belong to certain teams, whether it's the Ice Owls or the Abu or the Eclipse, they're not necessarily all based in the heart of the city. So you do have players who are making sometimes a two, three hour drive to come into the city to participate in these programs. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Amanda's one, Megan, there's a few from up north. Laura Mark, who yeah, recently Aurelia. moved down here, yep. And yeah, yeah. Wyatt she, Harvey, of course, hails yeah. from Peterborough. He, he makes that drive often. And Dave Poitivan from Aurelia. Yep, so it's, it's uh, I think it speaks to the dedication for the players, but also their love for the game. Right? Oh, More oh than yeah, anything. for sure, absolutely, definitely. As the puck comes out to center ice, Team Yellow hammer it ahead, but not into the zone where Ryan Cousy, or check that, that's uh, Sean Creelman who comes up with it for Team Yellow, feeds it forward, and just as quickly, David Brown smacks it back inside the Team Yellow zone. At center ice, Ben Holung makes the pass there to Ashley Andrews. Andrews has her pocket picked, and here goes Randy Cameron for Team Yellow. Cameron tries to get around the defender, sprawling to make the play was Gregory Russell, but he can't clear the zone. Shot from the point, and Wack got a piece of that one with his toe. There wasn't a clean pass, so had it gone in, it would not have counted, but a good save there from Justin Wack. Yeah, some of these guys, I think, are sort of feeling each other out right now, both teams, trying to see what they've got. Mm. Um, it's not really a great flow so far, but uh, it's early, and that may pick up as, as the, the game goes on. And we got a bit of that in some of the earlier games as well, where the teams feeling each other out, didn't want to make any crucial mistakes early on, so not really a big surprise to that both of these teams are feeling each other out here in the first period with 7.35 remaining in the period. It's a one nothing lead right now for Team Black. 
Well, the one thing that's definitely changed, you don't, you're not getting the fire wagon hockey like we did, I think, three years ago. <laughs> we had like 30, uh, 39 goals in three games. You're it, not seeing that at all today. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Vince Ryan, we had him up here a little bit earlier, and he alluded to the fact that the defensive strategy, defensive play, is really kind of uh, taking the, the forefront here, especially on this big weekend where... We're expecting the first ever Canadian National Blind Ice Hockey team to be announced Sunday afternoon. You have to think that players are really trying to showcase their defensive abilities here to, to show they're not a liability out on the ice. Absolutely. This is this is huge, really. Canada, U.S. Uh, in Pittsburgh in, in the fall. You going down? No. Oh, come on. Uh, are you, you going to cover it? Hey, you... listen, if I, if, I gas <coughs> up, if I gas up the RV, you got to come with me. How's that? <laughs> Got to get a passport first. Oh, come on, Ed. You do, I can't bring you across the border if you don't have a passport. I know, I know. I can deal with it. <laughs> hey, you you do you, you do the play-by-play. -play, I'll do the color. I am so down for that. Even <laughs> if I have to pay out of my own pocket, we're going down to Pittsburgh, and we're going to make that happen. All right. Sounds of, good. Of course, the, we were talking about the first-ever Canada-USA Blind Hockey Summit set to take place in October between Canada and the USA in Pittsburgh, PA. It's gonna be a great weekend of action and we've got a great weekend here as day one, we're wrapping up day one with this low vision and development division game and Ashley Andrews brings the puck in here for Team Black. They get the good clean pass, but just as quickly, Zach Robinson takes it away for Team Yellow. Robinson checks his options, drops it back there for Creelman. Creelman had his stick lifted by Ashley Andrews and Andrews clears it down the ice. Two first-timers there, Robinson and Creelman, on their mm -hmm. first tournament. Yeah, Creelman's done well here for his first time, and playing against a, an experienced veteran like Ashley Andrews, that's a tough assignment. Yeah, you know what? It's another one that I'm surprised is in this division, really. I thought uh, that she had a lot better vision than maybe she has, but I don't know the lady very well, but uh, she's always played in the open division in the past. Team Yellow dump the puck in. It goes behind the Team Black net where Dominic Tate comes up with it for Team Yellow. He's got Laura Mark with him, tries to get it over to her, but that's broken up by Rousseau and shot out to center ice. Salman Chowdhury, the lone representative here this year from the Chicago Blackhawks blind hockey team. And Ed, you'll appreciate this. We were talking with Luca DeMontis a little bit earlier. And he, he told us this incredible story about the Chicago Blackhawks blind hockey team and how Jonathan Taves wrote a handwritten letter for every player on their blind hockey club saying, welcome to the team. Wow. Is that not incredible? <laughs> yeah, that is incredible. And that speaks to the to the community and oh yeah, just the, what that whole organization stands for Absolutely. it's pretty remarkable yeah it is it is but the u.s have gotten amazing support yes um you know montreal is getting some from uh the Ibu are getting Team some from the Habs, and yep. and uh calgary and the only one that's not getting any love from the nhl is is really the ice owls i know <laughs> it's it's yeah we used to play here in the back in the 80s i played here about seven eight times when it was the old maple leaf gardens but we couldn't do anything with it we couldn't uh 
couldn't fundraise, we couldn't really tell anybody. Well, I'll tell you this, I won't let the cat completely out of the bag, but I will say that the Leafs have stepped up to the plate this year. Oh, that's good. And tomorrow we can anticipate a few alumni coming for a visit. Oh, that's cool, that's cool, good. So a nice gesture there from MLSE and the <clears throat> Toronto Maple Leafs as we anticipate a few Toronto Maple Leaf alumni in the building tomorrow. And hey, if you're in the Toronto area, come down here and check out the action yourself. Admission is free. We're right at the athletic, uh, at the Matami Athletic Center, the site of the former Maple Leaf Gardens. And yes, in 2018, you can still get free admission to a hockey game in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> As Team Black battle for puck possession here, they smack it right in front of the penalty boxes and it will be scooped up by Sean Creelman. Creelman gains the zone for Team Gold or Team Yellow with 2.55 remaining in the period. Centered out front, just out of the reach of Zach Robinson. Robinson spins back to try shield it from Andrews. Puck over at the far side, face-off dot. Now smacked to the near side where it's picked up by Team Yellow. As under pressure there, Ted Mortsugu does well to battle off Ben Ho-Lung. Oh. Karen yeah. Rousseau brings it in for Team Black. Makes the pass over to Provan. Shot right on and they score! Amanda Provan gets her second of the game. And it's all girl power on that goal for <laughs> Team Black as Karen Rousseau <coughs> sets up Amanda Provan to make it 2 nothing for Team Black. Who knows, Amanda could be this year's Jamie Fatak, <laughs> who just came came alive in this, in this division last year. You know. And um, actually he said at one point, he was starting to feel bad because he was scoring all these goals. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting point you bring up, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier in the day. Is Amanda considered a true rookie right now? She played a little bit here last year, well, but not with any real... Um, she, she wasn't a full part of the tournament per se. No, she wasn't. But if, if you go back in the 70s, Ken Dryden played in the playoffs and won Rookie of the Year the following year. So okay. I think that answers your question. Okay, perfect. So Amanda is definitely in the rookie. running for Rookie of the Tournament. Yeah, then. she is, she is. And with two goals here in this game. She's gotten off to a great start. Yeah, no kidding. Great tournament so far for Amanda Proven as her Team Black leads this low vision and development division game. Two to nothing with a minute 10 remaining here in the first period. Ben Ho-Lung brings this puck across center ice for Team Black, makes the pass for Proven. She's already got two, but there they go in just offside as Le Montagna was a stride ahead of her that time. Another player I don't really know much about. Uh, at this point, Nico, I'm gonna send a shout out to my brother. Hopefully he's, uh, hopefully he's able to tune in. Um, he's in Cudworth, Saskatchewan, not Prince Albert. And uh, Fred, I'm hoping that they were able to get the game online for you, buddy, and uh, hope you're enjoying it. Well, we appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully you are able to catch the action here and wherever you and your family, and I say you as the general public, wherever <laughs> you're watching from, let us know who you're tuning in to cheer on. We'll get to a few viewer shout outs. You can tweet me at bro behind the mic. As Team Yellow bring the puck into the zone here, Zach Robinson makes the pass back to the point for Creelman. Creelman steps around the defender, lets the shot fly, and it goes off the crossbar. Oh. What a shot there from Sean Creelman as he nearly gets Team Yellow on the board. They're starting to get it together a little bit. They're just not, right now just not finishing. Um, 
but you can see that Team Yellow is starting to pick it up a little bit in the later half of this period. Team Black, I think, was dominating earlier. We've got 28.8 seconds left here in the period. 2-0 the score for Team Black as the faceoff comes to the right of goaltender Justin Wack. Let's give a shout out to the Ruddle family who are tuned in and representing Alberta here this weekend. A couple of players in the child and youth division and of course James Ruddle, a member of Team Red in the open division. As the puck shot down the ice here, about 20 seconds remaining in the period. It goes right in front of Team Yellow's net where Megan McHugh pokes it out of danger. Team Black keep the puck in the zone for the time being. Now it's skated out by Sean Creelman. Creelman brings it across the blue line. Five seconds left in the period. Creelman tries to feather it in front just out of the reach of Brian McLean. And with the buzzer sounding, that'll do it for the opening 15 minutes. The score after the first period, Team Black lead it 2-0, courtesy two goals from Amanda Proven. Sure she'll be looking for more in the next couple of periods. Well, she's got two. You gotta yeah. think she's at least gonna try Go get that hat trick. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now she's been great. Again, kind of coming on the scene at last year's tournament out of nowhere. And really the first time she had tried it was at the open try it session last yes, year yes exactly and then all of a sudden she was in the she was in the, i think this division last year as well yeah she got drafted i think on the last day to play in the uh, low vision mm -hmm. and development division game and well she's brought her full bag of tricks here to the tournament this year as after the first period she's got both goals for team black yeah you notice that uh, the ice owl roster has grown immensely this year yeah he did notice that you guys have done a really great job with recruitment there because well, yeah it looks like it's probably doubled in size yeah. well it's getting a little crowded you got a joke <laughs> we've got three daves we've got two randy's we've got two megan's and we got a joe a joey and a joseph well you know i know you guys are doing good on recruitment because i didn't get called to play once this season oh wow so that's good that means you've got more <laughs> goaltenders in the wings it's oh. not just joey and mario no well, yeah well maybe so but joey and mario are still the ones doing it every sunday morning so. oh yeah. yeah yeah so big win for mario today tough loss for joey yeah really He's, tough ot loss there yeah. he played so well in that game too you do feel for the guy there ah uh, well you know what he'll bounce back no kidding tomorrow yep. morning i'm i'll have to look at the schedule to see what's going on but uh I'm sure um, either game he'll be he'll be bound you know he'll bounce back. Well, he'll actually have a chance to take on his mentor, so to speak, as second period of play underway here. When tomorrow Team Yellow take on Team Gold, so that'll be Joey Cabral going up against Mario Ross, the two Toronto Ice Owl goaltenders, yeah. going head to head tomorrow at 10:15 a.m. Okay, and I'm sure Joey will want a better result than the last time they met at one of these games in the tournament, which. Was a bit of a was a bit of a clunker. You know but that's 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 interesting. I, coming into this, a little side note. Coming into this weekend, I had tallied up my career games. I'm at 4.95 coming into this weekend. So that game tomorrow between Joey and Mario is actually going to be my 500th career broadcast. And I couldn't think of two better goaltenders to be in that net. Wow. No offense to anyone else, because I love all the goaltenders here. But you know, having been on the ice with those guys a few times, that'll be a really special moment for me. 500, wow, that's, that's impressive. Well, you show up, they, you know, sometimes they just let you take the mic and do the work <laughs> anyways, so. 
But no, I appreciate that and uh, everyone who's helped me get to this point as we've got 14 minutes remaining here in the second period. Team Black digging away for it. It's Ashley Andrews who will retrieve the puck here. Andrews plays it through the skates of Tate and it'll be picked up that time by La Montagne who sweeps it to the far side boards. Andrews gets the puck here for Team Black. Makes the pass to Ho-Lung. His shot just goes wide to the near post. Ashley Andrews gets it behind the net for Team Black. Tries the wraparound. Great save there by Ducher as he got the paddle down on the wraparound chance. Oh, what a diving block. Zach Robinson just saved what would have been a sure goal as he dove across the net and took one away from Karen Rousseau. Wow, great defensive play there from Zach Robinson. And now he digs the puck out off the end wall and shoots it out through center ice. Yeah, I don't know many people want to do that with this puck, but hey, he's a newbie <laughs> and he decided he, there's no way that thing was going to get past his goalie and he uh, made a great play. A gutsy block there <laughs> yes. from Zach Robinson to keep this game 2-0 for Team Black. And you may not believe me on this, Ed, but Robert Ginyak is the coach of Team Black. And I say you may not believe me because I don't think we've heard him say anything yet, which is not like Robert at all. Well, <laughs> if he doesn't have a lanyard, apparently they can, he can't say a thing. So maybe they uh, maybe they just said, Robert, you sit and watch. And somebody told me that he actually has to leave the tournament tomorrow afternoon. Oh, no to kidding. To go back to Montreal. Oh, wow, that's yeah. a shame. Yeah, I mean, we're used to Robert, be hearing Robert all over the building, but uh, yeah. yeah, maybe he's uh, he's just being one of the silent coaches this year. Well, in a nice moment in the town hall where he was recognized along with a few other volunteers for the work that they've done over the years. So in all seriousness, we do want to, uh, oh, you gotta honor thank the guy. Robert yeah. for all his, his work away mm -hmm. uh, over the years, for sure. No, a great guy, great yeah. guy, loves chili too. <laughs> the country or the food? I think the food. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good bowl of chili? Oh, there you go. There you Karen go. Rousseau has it here for Team Black in the near corner, centered out front, just out of the reach of Solomon Chowdhury. But Team Black hold it in at the line. Nice play by Ashley Andrews. Puck goes wide to the far side post, and Team Yellow bank it off the boards. Andrews does well to hold the zone for Team Black. Andrews with the puck. She has it taken away from her as Sean Creelman, the Toronto Ice Owl, gets it across center ice. Chowdhury has it go through his skates, but his teammate Andrew's there to back him up and they bring the puck across the blue line. La Montagna corrals it here along the near side hash marks, tries to get around the defender, but that's broken up. Nice work there by Laura Mark to make that defensive play for Team Yellow. La Montagna kicks it forward, gets it off the backboards, checks his centering options, feeds it out front to Ho Lung. There's the indicator of the clean pass. Ho Lung, his shot, that gets blocked. Puck sitting there at the hash marks. Team Yellow has defenders diving to make the stop, including Megan Mahan and Dave Poivodin, who they both come together to make that block. Centered out front, Ho Lung, his shot, that gets knocked away by Poivodin, and Team Yellow can't clear the zone as Team Black have them pinned in. Finally, Team Yellow shoot it out across center ice with 10-20 remaining here in the period. Oh, that, the ice was definitely tilted for at least a couple of minutes there as Team, uh, team Black had the pressure on 
Team, uh, Team Yellow under siege for sure. Team Black hammer it back into the zone. Provan gets to that puck first as she takes it. Well, she centered it in front, but no one there to get a stick on it for Team Black. La Montagna puts it towards the net. That's blocked by Megan McHugh and Team Yellow. Nice effort there by Zach Robinson to clear it out. And Robinson brings it all the way up the ice. Robinson stops at the far faceoff dot, loses it that time as Dominic LaRue made the defensive play for Team Black. Proven under pressure. Nice back check by Robinson, nearly stripped her of the puck. Ho Lung makes the pass to Proven as she shields it there from Robinson. Robinson tries to strip it away from Proven. It's behind the net where Karen Rousseau gets to it first for Team Black. All the way to the far side hash marks, Rousseau corrals it here for Team Black. Tries to feather that one in front. It's broken up initially. McHugh there as the puck skates, Lifted, that shot goes over top the net as Proven with both goals for Team Black. She's got a nose for the net and she wants more. Backhander from the point off the post as Ducher had his pad there and did well to make the save. Second chance for Rousseau, that one's turned away. Third chance, and finally they whistle it down as wow. the puck hit uh, the mask of the goaltender, Ducher, and that brings a stoppage to the play after he made three great saves on Karen Rousseau. <laughs> Team Black right now definitely dominating, um, having the better of it. Uh, however, you know, Team Yellow, I'm quite, ex I'm quite impressed with uh, Zach Robinson. Seems to be having a really good game. Um, had a few rushes, whatever, and I think maybe couldn't get enough help and uh, one, one rush into the opposing uh, zone, but uh, I think he's played really well. Yeah, he's been good for Team Yellow. I'd say Sean Creelman has done a good job for them as well. And as you mentioned, both of those players making their debuts here at the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. Team Black, Ashley Andrews strips the puck away there and Shoots it into the zone. Poitman plays it back across center where Andrew scoops it up for Team Black with 7.35 left here in the second period. La Montagna gains the zone, makes the pass over to Andrews. La Montagna gets it back. Andrews lets the shot fly and she scores! Ashley Andrews makes it 3 nothing for Team Black. Some good passing into the zone between Andrews and Samuel Lemontagne and Team Black capitalize as Andrews takes the shot from the high slot, making it 3 nothing for Team Black. Yeah, they seem to have come together a lot quicker in this game. They're getting their passes, things like that. Team Yellow, it seems uh, it's more individual rushes. The odd time there's passes, but overall, like the better of the play has gone to Team Black, and they seem to have uh, found a little bit more chemistry at this point, I, I would say. Okay. Oh. We're going to have a goaltending change here. Catherine as Gauthier going Yeah, in. both teams. So, so Francis Manella is available, apparently. He was originally listed as a scratch, but he is heading out on the ice now. Okay. So Manella takes the net in place of Justin Wack, and hey, Wack gets a shutout yeah. for yeah. his uh, effort here with 6.38 remaining in the second, 
And yes, as you mentioned for Team Yellow, it'll be Catherine Gauthier replacing Blaine Ducher. I think she she was at the tournament last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, she was. Now, I don't know if she played at all, but I know that she was here. And I seem to remember her being a defenseman last year. Now, I couldn't yeah, be you know wrong what? about that. I, no, but I that, think that seems to be my memory of her experience last year. I think you could be right. I could probably go home and check it, but because I, I have all the notes from last year. Ah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, you know, the uh, Justin Wack, they're not overly busy. Didn't have, didn't no. face a lot of shots, yeah. but, but hey, he, he kept he kept the ones out that he did face, so that's what you want. Yeah, it's uh, not necessarily <coughs> how many saves you make, it's the uh, timeliness of those saves, and Justin Wack, when called upon, was more than equal to those, to that task. As, well, we mentioned the fact that you can connect with us through social media, just like Timothy Appleby did. He is listening in from Edmonton. So, Timothy, thank you so much for tweeting at us. You can connect with us at AMI Rossi, at CDN Blind Hockey, of course, at AMI Audio. And you can tweet me, Nico Cartarelli, at Bro Behind the Mic, as Francis Manella gets his first touch of the puck, making a save there for Team Black. 6.15 remaining in the second period of play. It's a 3-0 lead here for Team Black as Amanda Proven with, well, actually, it's girl power on all three of the goals. Proven's got two, and Andrews has the other. The girls getting the job done here for Team Black. Yeah, and Karen Russo's come close a couple times as well. So Yeah, Russo yeah. drawing an assist on one of the goals earlier, and right now she tries to cut to the net as Proven tried to feed it in front to her. That's broken up. Rousseau has it back on her stick, backhands it. That one's knocked down by Team Yellow's Dave Poitovin, and he plays it out across center ice where Brody McKenzie gets to it first for Team Black. McKenzie overskates that one, and Sean Creelman picks it up. Center's out front, just out of the reach of Brian McLean. There's the indicator of the clean pass. Laura Mark can't corral that puck, and Team Black scoop it up with Amanda Proven bringing it across the line. Plays it near side, intended for Rousseau, but that's out of her reach. Poitman makes that play as he gets it up to Creelman. Creelman intended for Mark, that pass just out of her reach. Just missing. Yeah, they're, they're just, just, a, just, a, just a hair off on some of these passes, on some of the breakouts. I guess that's one of the biggest challenges in terms of a tournament like this trying to find that chemistry and camaraderie in, in such a short period of time. Uh, it is, it is, yeah. But, uh, you know, there should be a little bit in some cases with uh, the Toronto players on each team should be you know, familiar with each other to a certain degree. Well, and maybe that's where Team Yellow have a bit of an advantage here over Team Black, although on the scoreboard, Team, team Black lead this one 3-0. All the defensemen for Team Yellow are Toronto Icehouse. So you would think at least on the blue line core, they would have that kind of uh, familiarity. As Team Black bring that one in just offside with 4-10 remaining in the period. And a very frustrated Samuel Lemontaine did not like that call. He smacked the puck after the whistle there. And that draws the attention of the referees. No penalty, no. but a stern word there from the officials. Yeah, I believe he's new as well. I don't remember mm -hmm. that name from last season or the year before. Um, it would be kind of nice if we get maybe some little bios on some of these players, get a, a little bit more information. but. 
Well, Matt Morrow having a bit of an extended word there with La Montagna, making sure that uh, he knows it's okay to be frustrated. It's not okay to show the frustration mm. the way you just did. Well, you don't show up the ref. That might come back to haunt you. <laughs> Especially when he's an executive director. Well, that, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> As Ashley Andrews brings the puck across center ice, but great back check by Zach Robinson. Broke that up momentarily. Now Rousseau gains it for Team Black. Centers in front. Andrews has it on her stick. Can't get the shot away. And then Chaudhry jamming at it. And with a couple of Team Yellow defenders crashing down, they'll whistle it with the puck in the blue ice. Under three minutes remaining here in the second period of play. Yeah, not as many Americans this year in the tournament. There's a huge event going on uh, next weekend in Chicago that some of the ice elves are attending. But uh, I'm sure you agree that it would be fun to have Mikey Gusky up here. Oh, this no weekend. kidding. You, you really took to that player last year. Well, he was pretty all spectacular. All Holy his energy smokes. and dancing to center ice and all the stuff that he did. So, Yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, obviously this is a tremendous weekend every year, and especially this weekend where we're anticipating the first ever Canadian national blind hockey team be named. But yeah, not having some of the American friends here like Christine the Scoring Machine, Van Torini, Mikey Gusky, there were a few players who over the years we've really gained a liking to. And it's it's just, you know, it's a bit of a shame that that the USA Festival had to be right around the same time period because it would have been great to have so many of those players, whether it's a guy like Danny Dukes from Pittsburgh or, like you said, Mikey Gusky of Chicago. Uh, it's still great to have someone like Craig Fitzpatrick here from the Washington Wheelers, but uh, it would have been nice to have a few more Americans as well this year. Yeah, one of my bosses was listening, and he said that's the greatest greatest name in the tournament was Danny Dukes. So I'd love to see that guy go into the corner and see what happens when he comes out. I thought you were going to say the scoring machine was the greatest name. Oh, ever. well, you know what? I think it's very good, and I think you're the one who coined it. But, yeah, yes. my buddy called me last year, and he goes, that'd be a great handle for a hockey player, Danny Dukes. Yep, member of the Pittsburgh Penguins blind hockey team. And, of course, we, uh, we miss those guys not being here this year, but we wish them all the best at their upcoming Blind Hockey Festival in Chicago. And then in October, well, we may not wish them the best at that point <laughs> when it's Team Canada against Team USA. Laura Mark has it here. She makes the pass over to Dominic Tate. Tate takes a slapper, and that one just goes wide to the far post as a great chance there for Team Yellow. Final minute of play here inside the second period. Tate has the puck at center ice for Team Yellow. As he chips it forward, just out of the reach of Laura Mark, she'll get past Chowdhury to get to it. Nice back check by Chowdhury as he breaks that play up. Randy Cameron digging away for it, but Team Black will, well, they fan on the initial clearing attempt. 33 seconds left in the period. Tate holds the line for Team Yellow. Digging away for it as it's at the hash marks there's a shot right on and it beats manella but no clean pass oh. made and a tough break there for team yellow as the would-be goal is waved off uh, let's hope they don't let's hope they don't suffer the fate of member team prairies a couple years ago yeah he just couldn't buy a goal well so far for team yellow one gets called back. Let's hope that's not a continuing trend here for them. No, I mean, that's the one that Team Prairie's there in that tournament uh, had a few times. And we, a few of them we thought were good. Yeah. But the referee didn't, we weren't, we weren't, uh, we weren't making the calls, so. 
Yeah, it's always easier to referee from up in the box as opposed to being down on the ice with the whistle as Manella makes a great save there. The one-timer coming off the stick of Brian McLean, but Manella makes the save with 6.2 seconds left in the period. Huh. Must be Matt with the puck, or maybe like like liking the rattle out thing. <laughs> Getting ready <laughs> for the Trying to get him, yeah, set for the face-off <laughs> as... Well, let's give a shout out to the GTHL for once again providing the officials, Matt Morrow excluded, but my buddy Peter Curtis down there doing a great job and they provide the officials all weekend long. So a big shout out to them and of course all the uh, sponsors who have made this great weekend possible, including of course CNIB and AMI. Yeah, to the officials, especially being a long weekend and uh you know, you might rather be with family, things like that. Easter weekend, some might maybe have kids, but they're out here uh, helping, uh, helping the you know the uh, Canadian blind hockey. So, yeah, you got to give them a real shout out for doing that. Three nothing, the score here after two periods of play. Team Black maintain the lead over Team Yellow here in the Low Vision and Development Division game. Well, this is the final game of action here on day number one, but we get right back to it tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. when in the open division, Team Black take on Team Red. Team Black scoring a 3-2 overtime victory. Team Red losing their opening game 4-2. At 10.15 a.m., Team Yellow take on Team Gold. So there you get the head-to-head -head matchup of Toronto Ice Owl goaltenders as Joey Cabral gets set to take on Mario Ross. At 11.30 a.m. tomorrow, we'll see the Low Vision and Development Division game get underway. It's these two teams that we've got on the ice right now. They resume action tomorrow at 11.30. And then, Ed, I don't know if you were here in the building yet for the Children and Youth Division game. Yes, I was. Yeah, I came and saw a little bit of it. That I, was awesome. That yeah. was so great. And, and what a great addition skaters. this year. Some, yeah. Some good little skaters out there. They, uh, I think Mason, the four-year-old, stole everybody's heart because he was the smallest player out oh. there, but, man, did he have the biggest heart on the ice. <laughs> Nothing was stopping that little guy. So a great display. And, of course, those kids get, uh, get the ice tomorrow at 12.45 p.m. And then, hey, if you're in the area, come out between 2 to 3 p.m. for the CNIB 100th anniversary free skate. Anybody can come out on the ice tomorrow between 2 to 3 p.m., that's your chance to skate here at the iconic Maple Leaf Gardens. Yeah, one of my uh, former volunteers, uh, when I worked at CNIB, I was talking to her and I said, yeah, come on out and have a skate. Cause mm. She comes and uh, she, she's like in her 80s, I think, and she still skates and goes to Nate Phillips Square and when, they, uh, when the outdoor rink is in, so. That's remarkable. She could give Ted a good run for her money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the ice owls that's not here is also giving Ted a good run for his money is, uh, Don Cruz, who's I think about a year younger than Ted. Okay. But um, is really good defensively. Played a, he played a, a really good year, but he didn't think he was tournament ready. Oh, how and, about that? Yeah, and also Dave Burnett is not, yes. the, not in this tournament this year. Amanda Proven brings it right in for Team Black as the third period underway here. Team Black leading this game three to nothing. My name's Nico Cartarelli, joined in the booth here by Ed Parento, Fast Eddie as we affectionately refer to him as. And hey Ed, have you gotten on Twitter yet? 
No. <laughs> so if you want to get a shout out, you'll have to tweet me at yeah. Bro Behind the Mic. Yeah. Maybe one of these days we'll get you on Twitter. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. Team Black digging away for it. It's Provan who centers it right there for Ho Long, but he can't get the shot away. Puck's still sitting there. LeMontan had a sweep at it. It goes wide to the far post as Catherine Gauthier under pressure right now. Team Yellow able to clear the puck out here as Laura Mark skates it out. Mark brings it across center ice. She makes the pass over to Randy Cameron. As Cameron gets it right back to Mark, there's the indicator of the good pass. It's broken up by Proven and she feeds it up to Rousseau. Rousseau, she's got LaMontagne with her, makes the pass. Uh, it's well defended there by McHugh. Centered back in front, Andrews has it at the hash marks. Let's the shot fly and it goes to the near side corner. 13.30 left here in the third period of play as Samuel LaMontagne centers that one in front for Rousseau and she sweeps it just wide of the near post. Team Yellow try clear it out as Laura Mark uses the boards and then Dominic Tate took a stick up around the chest. I thought they might call that a penalty but nope, they're just gonna say it's offside against Team Black so Dominic LaRue catches a bit of a break there as he got his stick a little bit high up on Tate. Dominic against Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, this, they call this a balancing game. I, I have a feeling that tomorrow's rosters may look a little different. Uh, they may go over this again and maybe try and tweak it a little bit and uh, try and maybe even things out. Because um, uh, the actual competition for this division begins tomorrow morning the best of three yeah it's a good point this is uh while this is a tournament game you're right this is a kind of feeling out game for the rosters the first official game in the low vision and development division goes tomorrow team yellow bring the puck in here as sean creelman centers it out front just out of the reach of brian mclean shannon murphy getting a shift here for team yellow as they keep the puck in the near side corner. Centered out front, intended for Robinson, but that's broken up by Ashley Andrews. And then Murphy hammers it right back into the zone for Team Yellow. <laughs> Ashley Andrews brings it across center ice, tries to gain the zone, but that's picked off and shot up by Creelman. As the teams exchange puck possession through the neutral zone, it's dumped in. And Dave Poitavin will be first on it for Team Yellow. Poitavin goes cross ice. Tate picks it up in front of his own bench. And he'll skate up the ice as he's got Laura Mark with him. Tate, Mark banging her stick. Tate makes the pass. Mark feeds it right back to Tate who goes back to Mark. And tight to the net, she sweeps it on goal. But Manella makes a good save there to keep this a 3-0 lead for Team Black. Something the uh, listeners might find interesting on Team Yellow, there are four deaf-blind players. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Shannon Murphy, See? I was thinking about him and how we need to speak about that. So yes, please allude on that. Well, I mean, you got, you got Ryan Cousy, you've got Megan, uh, Megan McHugh, McHugh uh, Sean Krillman, and uh, Shannon Murphy three of the ice owls and uh, Shannon has some vision Sean I think has pretty good vision Megan um, might have the least vision 
but she might have the better hearing of the puck. And it's quite interesting how they do it. I don't know if I'd want to do it being deaf and blind, but these three for our team and Ryan Cousy and Edmonton, uh, they get out there and they get it done somehow. So props to all of them. And they play absolutely fearless out there. McHugh right now on her knees trying to block a couple of shots, a stay-at-home defenseman, and yeah, Ryan Cousy as well. It's incredible how fearless they play. And, and like you said, I wouldn't want to be in that position, but it's pretty remarkable what they those four players do as jamming away at it, Lemontani with a couple of chances. But Catherine Gauthier making three spectacular saves there to keep Team Yellow in this game, trailing 3 nothing. Yeah, one of the, uh, Shannon Murphy, his game's come a long way since you've probably seen him maybe in his first, uh, first tournament. I'm not sure exactly when that was, but his, I think he's he's being encouraged by uh, Luca and the other people on the team. Just you know, go with go, go forward, do this and do that. He has pretty good vision, and uh, he's gaining a lot of confidence. And one day he's going to score in an ice owl game. Hey, if I'm the goaltender, he's got a good chance of scoring in that game. So well, he almost beat Mario a couple times this year. <laughs> Well, Team Yellow try gain possession here in their own zone, and it's Sean Creelman who will ski, skate it up for Team Yellow. Creelman gains the zone, 9.05 remaining here in the third period. Centered in front, that one's picked off by Ashley Andrews as Creelman was trying to feed it over to Brian Mackey, or excuse me, Brian McLean. Battle for the puck across center ice. It's Ashley Andrews who passes it near side to Rousseau and a couple players colliding. Incidentally, it's Chowdhury there with Team Black and they'll whistle it down for player safety as McLean and Chowdhury got tied up there. Yeah, I know one kid who's happy he's not in, that, in this division is Jamie Fatak. A uh, mm. couple of ice-owl games that I went to uh, last month. Uh, Brian McLean and uh, Jamie collided, and I think Jamie took the brunt of it both times because there's quite a bit of a size difference. I was just going to say that. Yeah. That is not a collision that uh, if you're Jamie, you want to be on the receiving no, end so of. He's, he's, probably, he's probably quite glad that he's moved up to the next, uh, to the open division. <laughs> Team Yellow gained possession here inside their defensive zone as Proven digs away on the forecheck. She fires it behind the net. And Murphy gets their first for Team Yellow. Provan gets it back for Team Black. Centered in front for Lemontagna. He's got the puck in his skates. Tries to feed it on goal, but it goes wide to the far post. 7.45 remaining in the third. Provan tries to step off the wall with the puck. Centered in front. It's going to come all the way back to the point. Where that shot right on in. Gauthier makes a great pad save as Dominic LaRue let that shot fly from the blue line. She's playing well. She, uh, she's been the busier of the two goalies. Uh, Manella has only maybe seen a couple of shots, but she's made quite a few saves and, uh, you know, done well for herself so far since, since coming in. Yeah, she's been sharp between the posts here for Team Yellow as she entered this game with about six and a half minutes remaining in the second period. And she has been solid between the pipes. That's Catherine Gauthier, a member of the Calgary Seeing Ice, uh, seeing ice Dogs. Yes, yes giving, her giving her team a chance. They just haven't capitalized on it. Um, they've got to find a way to try create some offense. They've been solid defensively, and here they're going to break out as leading the rush is Zach Robinson. He just overskates at center ice, but it's picked up by Laura Mark. 
actually check that. That was Randy Cameron there for Team Yellow, number 13, as it's now shot out to center ice, and Shannon Murphy first there for Team Yellow. Laura Mark, she's got Dominic Tate on the left wing, tries to feed it near side to Tate as he chips it into the zone. But Brody McKenzie gets to that puck first for Team Black. Mark centers that one. Cameron, he's at the far faceoff dot, tries to feed it back near side, but Laura Mark had started to skate towards him and they can't connect with six minutes remaining here in the third period. Even if they had it, I don't think it would have counted because, oh, they might, might be having something going on here now. Yeah, we got the clean pass indicator now as Mark's shot just goes wide. Behind the net, Randy Cameron tries to center it out front. He bodies his player down as Ashley Andrews took the brunt of that hit. Mark digging away along the near side boards, battling there against Brody McKenzie. McKenzie wins the battle as the puck comes out through the neutral zone, and Shannon Murphy retrieves it in front of his own bench. Murphy makes the pass across center ice for Mark. Laura Mark under pressure. Great back check by Ashley Andrews, strips her of the puck. And with 5.15 remaining in the third period, Team Yellow will get some changes here on the fly. Solomon Chowdhury can't clear it out, now pokes it across the blue line. But just as quickly, Team Yellow bring it in. Nice stick handling there by Robinson. As it's LaMontagna who has it for Team Black. He's held up, good work by Creelman. LaMontagna, his pass intended for McKenzie. And that's broken up by Team Yellow. Amanda Provence got the puck here for Team Black. She'll take it all the way behind her net with 4.35 remaining in the third period of play. They don't Pro really need any more goals. Just let them play keep away. Jeez, too. As the puck rolls right in on Manella, he makes that save, and I guess that's one way to keep it away. Let your goaltender handle it and get it for the faceoff with 4.18 remaining here in the third. Had a pretty impressive performance in this game from Team Black. Absolutely. Absolutely. They've been dominant. They, you know, their plays have been, I think, a little crisper. They've been making their passes where Team Yellow just hasn't clicked on a consistent basis. And uh, Team Black has, has been all over it. And, and that's why I guess they've got the 3 nothing lead. And uh, with four minutes to go, you can just get it out, get over, you know, get over center, dump it in. You don't need any more goals. You're good to go, I think. Well, we'll uh, see if in 344 they can maintain this team block leading 3 nothing, And, well, they're going to have to defend here as Robinson digs it out. Creelman can't come up with it cleanly. Robinson gets it back for Team Yellow. Tries to feed that one over to Creelman. It's broken up by Proven as she makes a good defensive play to break up some offense there for Team Yellow. Provan does well to win the battle against Creelman. Puck comes out to center ice where Karen Rousseau scoops it up. Rousseau brings it across the blue line. Chowdhury can't connect there. Provan has it poked away from her as Laura Mark tries to clear the zone for Team Yellow. Provan can't corral that one as Ted Mortsagu makes the play for Team Yellow. He makes the pass up there to Laura Mark. Mark gains the blue line, has some options, makes the pass. She tried to feed it over to Randy Cameron. It's broken up by Ashley Andrews. 
Andrews has the third goal in this game for Team Black, and here she brings the puck up the ice. She's the only player in the zone for Team Black. Now Rousseau joins her. Rousseau receives the pass, takes the shot. Great block there by Megan McHugh. Centered back in front for Andrews, and good defensive play that time by Ted Mortsigu to tie up the stick of Ashley Andrews. And here goes Laura Mark up the ice with 2.10 remaining in the third. Puck smacked by Ben Ho Lung, and it'll be picked up by Ted Mortsigu, who gets it out to center. And the team's battling for possession. It's Rousseau bringing it across the blue line for Team Black. Rousseau crashes down after gaining the zone. Dominic Tate making the defensive play with a minute 45 remaining here in the third period. Team Black get the puck out to center ice. Dominic Tate scoops it up. He actually blows a tire and that gives Ben Ho-Lung a chance to bring it in. Ho-Lung, he's got Lamontan with him. Puck just out of his reach. It's over at the far side hash marks. Lamontan takes it all the way behind the goal where he's checked closely by Dominic Tate. Centered out front, backhander. It's at the far side and they score! Ben Ho-Lung puts it in wow. and it's 4-0 for Team Black with just over a minute remaining in the third period. I believe with, uh, with Ben, uh, he played uh, beat ball last summer. And I think when beat ball started in the, in the spring, I don't know if he could skate. He's actually learned to skate in a very, rec very recently. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah, From learning to... to skate to scoring a goal here yeah. at the national tournament. Yeah, what I a great... I would, talk to, I would talk to Luca on that mm. one because Luca knows the story a lot better than I do. But uh, I remember one day uh, last last spring coming up for the uh, beat ball or baseball and Luca said, I'm going to make you an ice owl, Ben. <laughs> so, and uh, I guess he's going to start his uh, first season next year. Well, a great moment there for Ben Ho-Lung who gets his first career goal in blind hockey. And what a save by Manella as team... Yellow nearly cash in at the end there. 42.6 seconds left. And Sean Creelman just got robbed by Francis Manella. Four nothing. Do you pull the goalie or do you leave her in? I think you leave her in here. Yeah, yeah it's not really. Uh, you're not going to get four goals in 44 seconds. I no, mean. and it doesn't really do you any good if you give up one more just from a it, team morale standpoint. No, it doesn't. Shatters the confidence and whatever, but... Uh, yeah, they're kind of, you know, team, uh, they're snake bitten today. Team Yellow's been snake bitten. Some bad luck from the goal that got called back to just, yeah. you know, missing a few plays by a fraction of a second or a hair of a, of yeah. space. It just hasn't quite been the game Team Yellow would have hoped for. No, no, and it uh, doesn't matter what level it is. I saw Habs goal get called back last Saturday and uh, made all the difference. Shot from the point, that one's blocked by Manella and he'll hold it with 28.3 seconds left here in the third. Team Yellow putting on some pressure late, but it's gonna be too little too late here. Well, it'd be nice if they could pop one, but... Uh, and hopefully they will, because yeah. one goal could be big for their confidence going into tomorrow. Absolutely, and then, uh, like I said, we'll see what the, uh, we'll see what the uh, powers that be do with the rosters and see what we come up with tomorrow morning at 11.30 when we uh, do their first game of the of best of three. All personnel gets set here as 
We've got just 28.3 seconds left in regulation. As Laura Mark wins the faceoff for Team Yellow, Ashley Andrews gets it to the line and just past Shannon Murphy. Murphy tries to sweep it back into the zone, but his efforts snuffed out, and Rousseau has it for Team Black. Just 10 seconds remaining here in the third period. A long shot goes into the near corner. The final few seconds tick off the clock, and that'll essentially do it here for day one action at the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. The final buzzer sounds, and Team Black score a 4-0 victory over Team Yellow in the Low Vision and Development Division game. And I, I have to say they deserved it. They were the better team this afternoon. And uh, just happened to have things go their way a lot more than, than Team Yellow did. Um, you know, they made their passes. They uh, played well defensively. And uh, just, def just dominated all the way around. They deserved the shutout. Both goalies did really well. Uh, combined effort by Justin Wack and Francis Minella gained the shutout in the final score. Once again, Team Black 4-0 over Team Yellow as Amanda Proven scores two goals for Team Black in this game. Well, Ed, thank you so much for coming up in the booth and joining us here in the broadcast. Of course, you'll be back in with us tomorrow, and we've got a full day of action tomorrow starting at 9 a.m., the final score in this game, 4-0 for Team Black. And to wrap up day one activities, uh, we're going to send it over to Dave Bastel and the AMI crew. For Fast Eddie Parento, for Mike Ross, I'm Nico Cardarelli. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back with more action tomorrow for day two. But for now, we'll send it over to Dave Bastel. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favourite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. 
Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.